step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the third Saturday of April. April 17th, the year 2021. Greetings. On behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners, and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Today, uh, the serving team for today is Brother Bob. Pierce, Sister, Sister Helena Thompson, Sister Lydia Torriano, myself, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Sister Loretta Marley, Minister Juanita Purdy, Sister Greta Ayers, Pastor Millicent Black. Thank you for your attention. After an opening song, Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of the worship service. Also, a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are. Thank you. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in Jesus and everything, everything that he has brought into my life that he came for me to have. I believe in it. And I want to encourage you to believe in it too because it's yours. And so we bless the Lord for that song um, as it ministered to our hearts and our souls. And I bless the Lord for each of you being here today to celebrate in the presence of God. What an awesome opportunity. What an awesome um, joy it is to be able to unify with brothers and sisters in uh, celebrating and loving on our God who loved us immensely. And I just thank God for Pastor Millicent, whom he gave this vision and who is being faithful to it despite situations, odds, or um, any kind of manipulation, she is being faithful, and we pray God continual um, blessings, her protection over her, 
over her family in every way. So we thank uh, God for her and uh, the vision that he gave her and her faithfulness to it. We thank God for each of you, each of you for being here and being a part of this wonderful time of celebrating and honoring our God. Of course, you can be anywhere, but what a delightful it is to be in the house of the Lord with other brothers and sisters, knowing that our God, he, he loves us, he approves of us, and um, he, you cannot bless him more than he's going to bless you. So what a, a blessing it is to be in his presence, to adore him and praise him and lift him up, and then receive the word that he has for us. Whatever it is, whatever that part of the word that ministers to you, whatever that seed is that God wants to plant in your life, what a wonderful um, opportunity to take it and allow it to produce a harvest in your life. So I just thank God for this opportunity to bring to you this message today. Amen, amen. And so um, today, I'm going to give you the title. It's entitled, The Four Dimensions of Power. The Four Dimensions of Power. And um, it is coming from Luke, the 17th chapter um, through the 22nd chapter. And so it reads, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Wow. Even the devils are subject to us. Some sources say demons, whatever it is, they're, they're the forces of evil and wickedness, and they are subject to us through the name. And he, being Jesus, in verse 18, said unto them, Behold, beheld Satan as lightning fell from heaven. Had to get out the way. The power of God rules and reigns. And so, 19. And then he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 20. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in the lambs written in heaven. In that hour, listen to this. 
verse 21, it says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, now Jesus is celebrating that they have learned the power and know of the power that he transferred to them is operating in them. And so he is rejoicing in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid this from the wise and prudent, that means the people of the world and the Pharisees, the righteous right, and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. And 22, all things are delivered to me by my father and no man knoweth who the son is, but the father and who the father is, but the son and he to whom the son will reveal him. And I'm gonna throw 23 in there. And he turned unto his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. Hallelujah. Powerful scriptures. I thank God for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, everything is subject to the name of Jesus. Oh God, and we thank you for it. We thank you that not only Jesus conquered this power and he is the rule and the reign of this earthly realm and the heavenly realm, but God, he has entrusted it into us. So God, I thank you for that. Jesus celebrated that the, the, the devils had to be subject to the power that he entrusted in his disciples and help us to know that that power has been transferred down to us so that we will continue the rule and reign of your heavenly forces on this earth. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray as I, sit, as I speak this message I pray your anointing to rise up. I decrease so you increase, God, so that the seeds that are being sown will fall on the good ground, God. I ask you now to saturate their hearts. Saturate their hearts to receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. And so, as we have, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, we have the message, the four dimensions of power, and we're going to get into it. So, you see, in this passage that I just read, we see a transfer of power from Jesus to the disciples. However, I want us to understand that that power did not stop there. That power has transferred to us and you and I. So we are the ones who are supposed to carry forth this power, this anointing power 
that the demons, the devils, the wickedness, the scorpions, the serpents have to be subject to. So I've done a message on power. Y'all know I like to talk about power because that is one of the um, one of those I I would say. Um, blessings, but it's more than a blessing. It's actually an obligation. We are to be operating in the power of God in this earth. But when we really grab a hold of it, it's a blessing because you can move some things. You can shake some things. You can authorize some things. Things have to move because of who you are in Jesus Christ and who you know yourself to be in Jesus Christ. Because it is because they were in Jesus and because we are in Jesus that that power has transferred to us. So of course, I've done a message on it before, um, but I want you to understand those who have not heard the message that power is the ability to influence things, both in the natural and the spiritual. I want us to think about power in terms of a lot of times, you know, we think of enforcement, but we have to understand there's a difference between power and authority. Power is the ability to influence. Authority is the legal ground of enforcement. So Jesus has both and he passed it on to us. Um, we are the legal enforcers of all things heaven on this earth. But it is the power that is going to um, propel change forward, both the change that is in us and the change that is in the world, change that's in the environment around us. It is that influence. Because you have to understand the enforcement comes when people totally reject God. And um, yeah, he's already said, well, you know, I can do about it. You chose not to. We can't make people accept Christ. That, that enforcement is coming later, but we can influence them with the life that we live and the things that they see us moving in especially when they themselves are going through. So, of course, you can have power without having authority. And there are a lot of situations where people move in power all the time, but they don't have legal authority. Just by knowing somebody or being connected to someone, but the legal authority are the ones who have been given that right to enforce whatever it is, laws or um, conditions or whatever, you know, that, that would be authority. We already said that Jesus granted us both, but I want us to look at that power. So let's look at the story where now they have that power, that influence to um, 
to destroy the works of the enemy. Okay, so what we see is when you share information and they're sharing this information of who God is, when Jesus sent them out, they shared the information. As a matter of fact, if you go back to um, a few chap, a, a few um, verses before then, Jesus is kind of giving them the rundown of what to expect, and and he is telling them, first of all, you know, if they accept what you 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 are telling them, then you know, bless them. But if he, if you don't just wipe the dust off your feet, and it's gonna be worse for them than it is gonna be for, uh, I've got the cities that he named, but it, 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 it wasn't gonna go well for them, those who did not accept the message. So they had that power to influence those who would hear. Can't make them, but it would be to their benefit to receive the message that the disciples was bringing them. And so, of course, Jesus, and likewise, we are in that same place where we can bring the message and you, you would hope, and even as uh, Sister Loretta prayed, that we, we take these words, these seeds, whenever they come to us and we plant them in the soils of our soul and we just uh, we look for the harvest. We get ready to act on it. Because when you plant the seed, you gotta, you know, there's the watering and then there is the harvesting because it should produce something in your life. And so, of course, when Jesus sent them out, he sent them out in power to influence the change of those that they were ministering to. So we, and, and I just want to encourage us, we don't, sometimes we, we can, and, and you know, I, I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> I may not be speaking to any of you guys, but I know I'm speaking to myself. But sometimes you know, we can kind of take things for granted. And we want to um, not, you know, we want to take a God's word, no matter what the source of it is or where it's coming from. We want to take God's word and we want to grab a hold of it. Because we don't know how God is going to use that information in our life. What we have to understand is that we are like trees. And when you got to look at, I, I being from Florida, I, I, the first time I saw a tree topple, a whole tree topple, I mean, huge trees high in the air, you know, and I saw them topple and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, they topple under hurricane force. And so of course, you look at it and you kind of look at the roots and the roots were so shallow. And then you, be, you begin to understand why that tree toppled because it had no roots that was buried to uh, stabilize it. 
And so hurricane force winds come in and you have these giant trees just toppling, just being pulled up right out of the ground. Just something, uh, you know, it just, it was like, and it's not like a tornado where it just snaps the tree. I'm talking about the roots and everything come up out of the ground. So we never know how God is going to use the word in our life. Just whenever we receive the seed of the word, we take it and we plant it in our hearts and say, God, I know that you know what, sometimes it is to make my root go deeper or sometimes it is to help me to have clearer direction or it gives me more strength, which will help my roots grow, go deeper or grow deeper and encouragement. So to help me to be able to stand in the midst of situations but I want us to understand this. All of us have been given power. As a matter of fact, um, Jesus did not just send his 12 out. He sent 72 out. So we all, when we come into the knowledge of Christ and he starts to build us up, we all are supposed to go out on the mission. Um, and so... In order to do this, that part is the building up of us, the building up, the teaching, the receiving of the word, the messages, to be in the word, um, to, to glean that understanding, to get that clearer direction. That is our part so that we can go out and walk in that fullness of the power that has been turned over to us. So verse 19 says, I give you authority to walk over scorpions, snakes and scorpions or serpents and scorpions. And it says, you will be able to destroy. I'm just kind of uh, putting that in a more um, like a NIV version, uh, you will be able to destroy all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Your authority is spiritual, but that spiritual authority will transform your natural state as we start to walk in it. So we're going to, you know, talk um, a little more about authority the, ne the next time. But right now, we're going to focus on these four dimensions of power. So let's talk about power, because I want you to understand the power that you already have. And I want you to really assess, because y'all know I'm a teacher and I believe in assessments. I mean, it says they're, they're critical. And so we assess the, how we're utilizing that power already. So let some of the powers, the power of the tongue. I'm asking you to, you know, as we go through these powers, let, let's, let's do a checklist. The word of God, 
the power in the word of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. It's fruit, the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, the power of praise, the power of prayer, the blood of Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the church body, vision, purpose, the power of faith, grace, mercy, the angels that God has overseeing us. He has quite a few resources that despite the, the level of, of, of knowledge that you already have access to. And especially living, you know, in, in, the, in North America, because really the atmosphere here has been saturated with the word of God. Now there's a falling away, we have to admit that, but for the most part, it has been saturated with the word of God. I mean, really, I mean, the last, what, uh, 50 years or so that it just came out of the school. So it was part of our teaching and our learning. So there is that power that even if you didn't know or it totally understood the four dimensions of it, there is that power, that spiritual power that has the ability to change natural circumstances. So uh, let's look at the dimensions of power. What kind of power influence that we have and how do we put it to work to change our situations in the earthly realm? So I'm going to tell you the four powers are the power. The first one I'm going to talk about is the power within. The second one I'm going to talk about is the power with. The, the third one power over. A wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increases power. But it also says, Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? So what that means is you want to be determined to not allow the enemy to get in the way of your purpose and your destiny of the vision that God has for your life. The, no matter how, and the, are they gonna come? Are, the, the Bible tells us in Isaiah that the, the weapons are gonna form. But he also tells us that they are not going to prosper. 
So since we know that they're going to form, okay, yeah, you're going to form, but God has already given me the authority over it, that it will not prosper in my life. So which means that I need to be moving forward in my purpose, in my vision, in the calling, in my ministry, in whatever God has called me for. Even though sometimes there is some side swiping, we come back with a rebound. So we want to make sure that we are facing that adversity. We face it. We don't run from it. We face it. The righteous is as bold as a lion. And so we face it. We want to make sure that we are doing things that pertains to our ability, our talents, our mission. We don't, even though we know that these weapons are going to form, we don't fear them. We don't fear them because the power of God that rules and reigns in our life. So we already know. But because our confidence is in God and his ability to divert, stay, um, and, 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 and cause the enemy to flee, then we move forward. We move forward. Hallelujah. We want to make sure that we are stepping out in faith. Now, when, not as I always say, it is not to to discredit in any way what people, uh, anybody go through, because I know that this is a wicked system, but it's to excel and move forward in spite of what the enemy wants to happen in your life. And so sometimes it's not about taking these grand leaps of faith. It's about doing the small things and the small steps that God has purpose for you to do. But the first thing, that small step is, even as uh, Loretta Poray, learn who we are in Christ. Dive in that word of God and ask God to make it alive in you. Make it clear in you who we are in Christ and who God has purposed us to be. We saturate ourselves in the word of God to be strengthened in the knowledge and in in his power, in his power. So small steps will allow things to be more manageable. But we also ask God to order our steps. He says the steps of the righteous are ordered of him. So we ask him to order our steps. That way we make sure that we are not jumping into situations that we're going to become overwhelmed in. Because we know oftentimes being targeted, if you want to call it that, I call it uh, persecuted, but 
we oftentimes know that you may have several um, conditions or issues that you may be dealing with at one time. And sometimes, you know, you just want to throw in the towel because all of this is coming at you at one time, but, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there is what the word tells us. A little here, a little there. So that you don't become overwhelmed with something and then we start to feel hopeless. And it, it will cause us to let our guards down. So my encouragement to you is when you have these situations, and this is talking about the power within, that you know, as we are working to build our faith, take those one small step at a time. Remember, knowledge is power, but to be effective, it has to be combined with action. I want us to, to, to remember the, the parable of the talent because God's definition of faithful is to be productive. He wants productivity coming out of all of us. As a matter of fact, if you go back and you read the parable of the talent, the one that buried his talent, it didn't go well with them. So God wants us to be productive. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to take those small steps toward the vision until you can run with it. When you start running with the vision and then, you know, you're strengthened because God said that he will renew our strength where we will mount up with wings of eagles, we will run and not grow weary, we will walk and not faint. So we want to be able to get to that point where we can literally run with the vision. It's not all about trying to do it all at one time. So knowing who you are in Christ and as a child of God will help you to get to, to that place of spiritual authority that God has already entrusted in you for kingdom purposes. So the second dimension of power is the power to, the power to do, okay? So you can take that and say the power to dot, 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 because whatever it is that you need to do, okay, or to have done, it is within that, that, that realm of the power to. And of course, this requires that, that action, okay? Um, Philippians 4.13 says, um, states, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So what is it that you are trying to do? Whatever it is, you can do it through Christ who strengthens you. There again, it doesn't dismiss or cancel out the fact that you may have to do it in small steps, but you need to make sure that you are moving in the to-do column. This is the power to act, is the power to carry out, 
It's the power to bring forth much fruit without abandoning and aborting the mission. Here, this, this, this dimension of power doesn't even have to deal with adversaries. You can literally take, you know, targeting out of that to do. I mean, I'm not saying too, because really, you know, we have to be mindful not to, even though um, they try to invade every area of our life, we have to really look at some of our behaviors as well. Procrastination for one thing. That's a big one. Uh, someone <laughs> used, I, I heard just uh, last week, procrastination is a trip to the graveyard. I mean, seriously, it's a trip to your dreams, your desires, your, um, your, your goals. It's a trip to the graveyard. So you want to stay away from procrastination. But really, in this dimension of power, is it really not about having those the the adversary or you know perpetrators or whatever you know we you know deal with, but it is about having distractions. Distractions don't always have to come from the adversary. Distractions can come from a lot of different sources. It's about not only having those distractions, but allowing those distractions um, to get in the way. Like, okay, so I can use myself as an example because, you know, um, it, hey, I am a good example. <laughs> But you have these distractions. One of the things that I used to love to do for anybody who, you know, know me, I like all kinds of brain training things. And so, of course, I used to love to, you know, play these little card games. And I said I used to because that's what it is as a used to right now because there are so many things on my list to do that I don't really have time to sit down and, you know, do a, a free sale or whatever other card game that, um, you know, I used to love to do, you know, solitaire and there are so many others, but, you know, I used to love to do those things, but those were distractions. It had nothing to do um, with uh, an adversary. That was something inside of me that I had to say, oh, no, 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 because I have so many things that I want to accomplish that I cannot afford to waste my time on doing these kind of things. When I have a long list of other things. And so when we are talking about the power to do, we want to look at things that uh, may cause distractions and move them out of our life fast from it. That's the perfect way. Even if it's fasting, little steps for, you know, hey, I'm going to fast today and not do this. Okay, I'm going to fast two days and not do this. And take those little steps because you know, then, you know, it's so important that when you're fasting to not do it, you substitute it with something that's going to give you just as much pleasure. 
Like for me, it was writing. And so instead of doing that, now I can spend focus on writing and man, you know, I've accomplished this, I accomplished this thing, I accomplished this thing. And so I'm more happy with my accomplishment than I would be sitting there playing a game on, you know, my phone or whatever, computer. So when we're talking about these things, not allowing distractions. Sometimes it's just plain old lack of motivation or lack of faith that cause us to put the job down and not pick it back up, or we go from task to task, never completing any of it. This can also be a lack of opportunity or spiritual blindness that cause us to miss opportunity. But God remedied that in Matthews seven, um, the Matthews the seventh chapter and the seventh through the eighth verse, where He says that we are to ask. If you don't see the opportunities, ask God for them. You need opportunities. He's the God of opportunities. Ask, and He said, "Shall be given to you." Seek. Seek. Okay, so, you know, um, I remember this story is so, it was so funny. I, I was reading an article and what the guy was saying was um, he was looking for a job. And then the guy said, well, did you apply for it? He's like, no. Well, how are you expecting to get a job if you're not applying it? I'm praying for the job. Well, that's okay. You can still pray for the job, but you need to also apply for the jobs. So I mean, he's thinking, okay, I'm praying and someone's gonna walk up to me and say, here, there's the job. So there is those action steps. And it, God tells us to seek. And I will encourage you to seek strategically because you really have to assess what your talents, your gifts is, what you can bring to the table. Is this the type of company that you want to work for? Is this a perfect fit? So you're seeking to make sure and asking God to lead you and knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, uh, the one who asks, receives, the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. In addition, as you ask God to see the opportunities to be made to you, and when you see those opportunities, move on it quickly. I want to encourage us to watch out for the mindset of Gideon. Now, you would probably say, well, Gideon, you know, he was a man of valor and he, God used him and only 300 people to, you know, um, to get rid of those Midianites. Yes. But, you know, prior to God having to just really go back and forth with Gideon, he had already told Gideon, hey, man of valor, I got a job for you to do. And then Gideon wants to go through this long drawn out, you know, fleece wet, fleece dry, 
You gonna be with me? Wait a minute. God called you, didn't he? Didn't he find you and said, Gideon, I have a job, but Gideon and all his, you know, faith and lack of thereof or fear or whatever it was that was just the driving force, he just went back and forth and he was like, well, God, don't get mad, <laughs> but I need a little more confidence here. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that we don't want that mindset because if God has called you to do such a thing, believe me, he's already prepared the way for you to do it. It may look, oh man, how are you going to do this? Well, it ain't you that's doing it. It's the power of God that's doing it in our life. So let him, because God had already told him what he was going to do. Another thing is we have to, you know, be really, really careful that once we get the, the, the confirmation from God and, you know, he says like to Mary, I, I love this, the story of Mary when he says, um, you know, the angel comes to Mary and, and, and he blesses her and he gives her this salutation and she said, oh, what is this honor? And then he goes on to tell her that, you know, he, she was going to, she, she's going to be the recipient of a, a royal birth. And, you know, at first she kind of go, well, how is that going to happen? It kind of, you know, wasn't what she really should have said, but she, she finally kind of moved into that quick response proper response and when the angel said to her how it's going to happen she didn't it, it wasn't a question like sarah laughing ha 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 yeah sure this is going to happen but she said be unto me be unto me so when god give you the vision for your life be unto me god thank you i appreciate you choosing me for the task be unto me if that's what you want to do be it unto me, because I know that your plans is to do me good and um, to give me a future and a hope. So we want to uh, make sure that we are responding, check our mindsets. And do that thing, believe that thing. If it requires something for you to do, don't hold back. Just go on and start moving in that direction. So um, I want to read to, um, for us Revelations, the third chapter. I love this. And the angel of the Lord is uh, speaking to the church of Philadelphia. And he says, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David, what he opens, no man can shut. So you need that opportunity. Believe God that if he opens the door, then no man can shut it. I know your deeds. I see and see I have placed before you an open door. No man can shut it. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. And I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. 
since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. So what can you do? Set goals with daily um, objectives or tasks to complete. That is that the power to, the power to, which is the power to do. When you do one thing, check it off, give God thanks, and then celebrate the accomplishment. Thank you, God, I got that done. And every time you just thank God, God, I got that done. I got that taken care of. That's one, set those goals. Two, make changes to your perspective. Some things in our life, we make an option when we need it, when we need to make it a mandate. Just like it would, it could have been an option to continue to play those games, but I made writing a mandate in my life every day without fail. I'm working on it. I'm working it. I'm pushing forward in it because that is the vision that God has for my life. So I make those things that God has for my life, the mandate. Those are things that can't be taken away from me. That is, that is part of my power right there. This is the creative power that God has given me that, you know what? I, it, it's only taken when I give it up. And the devil is a liar. I'm moving forth in it. And so some things that we make an option those things that pertains to the, the fruitfulness, the productivity that is in your life, make it a mandate for you. Not an option, a mandate. Declare, God, I am going to show my faithfulness to you and what you've called for me to do. Read in the Bible every day. I make it a mandate. Make it a mandate. Not an option, because when you're making an option, that I can tell you uh, a thousand other things will get in the way. But when you make it a mandate, I'll never forget, I was at a, a wellness retreat and the speaker, she came in and her testimony was, you know, she, and, and this was one of those life changing seeds. It totally changed my perspective. And I bless the Lord for it. But what she did was she said, um, you know, she was working and, you know, had long hours. And she said sometimes she, you know, all she could do was drop on her bed. But when she fell on that bed, she had the Bible in her hand. And if she could only read just one sentence, that's what she did. Every day, every morning. Tired, but got to do it. Now we're in a better place because we can have the word of God read to us. But this was a time where, you know, if you wanted it, you either had to have like a, a record player or a, um, a CD. It was the early day. No, it was those tape recorders, the tape players. 
So you had to have one of those tapes that you had to get up and put it in and all that. Or you you do better just by, you know, taking the Bible and reading it. So what she did was when she hit the she hit the, that bed, the Bible went down with her. And I'm telling you, God did great excerpts in her life. So um, I just want to encourage you that not only are you setting the goals, but you're making the changes to your perspective. And we do that because we want to transform our minds in the likeness of Christ, according to Romans 12, 12. That causes me to decrease in conforming to the worldly system, the worldly way of looking at things, the worldly way of doing things. And it empowers me to test and prove what the will of God is for my life. And then the third thing is to change your attitude. Have a heart of thanksgiving. According to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, it reads, rejoice always. That's a sentence. That's one verse. The second verse is pray continually. <clears throat> That's a consistent thing. And then 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I, I, that really does not require any explanation. You give thanks in all things, good or bad. You thank God because he already said in his word that he was going to take those things that the devil meant for bad and he would turn it around and make it work for your good. Just like he did Joseph and so many others. So <clears throat> I want to encourage you in that. Give thanks. We, that, that has to be, that comes from an attitude adjustment. Psalms 50, 23, whoever offers Praise, glorify me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, that means that we're thankful in all things, I will show the salvation of God. Now, some um, verses says, um, whoever offer thanksgiving. So either way, good or bad, we need to have a heart of thanksgiving to God for all things because it honors his providence, and his power moving in our lives. So the third dimension of power is the power with. And it tells us that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, and we are co-heirs to the kingdom. So that is our power with. We uh, share in that power of, uh, of spiritual dominion. So our, our jobs here or our parts here is to build the kingdom in this earthly realm so that when Jesus come back, he come back and he, his kingdom has increased. We are the instruments and we share in it through the power of God. Now we can't do this on our own, so we, we don't even need to try, but we share in being an instrument to tear down the kingdom of darkness. That power refers to a collective action, the power of unity, the power of the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. 
We share power with our natural families as well as our spiritual family. He tells us, Jesus tells us, and recognize and honor that power with. Because he tells us in Matthew 18, he said, I say to you, if two of you shall agree on, on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is which are in heaven. And for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. That is the power of collective action, and it is mandated by God. So we should be coming together in agreement over situations that we need more power to move. And I'm not saying coming together, we need to come together as often as we can. That's what we say. We come together, and I'm not saying that we have to come together corporately as a body, but when we're connected, we come together uh, where a sister or brother come together. Hey, let's touch and agree over this situation. Hey, I, I need you to pray with me right now. I encourage you to find that prayer partner so that you touch and agree with that collective um, power, the power with. I pray with you so that we can move in the power and authority of agreement to move this situation, to change this situation. So we want to operate in that third dimension as well. The power of collective action also, we have to be ever so mindful that we are operating in God's love and his love is driving our attitude with each other and toward each other. So we have the power of with or collective action. Now, you know, this is not always, um, you know, sometimes when you bring the word of God, it's just not always, you know, favorable when, you know, people want to think or do otherwise. But when you are tasked with bringing the word of God, you bring the word of God and you allow those seeds to be sown. Otherwise, God holds you responsible for not doing what he requires of you or what he mandates. So I want to say this. As we encounter the power of with, that dimension of power with or collective power, it is important that we be not unequally yoked. See, we, we want to be careful because we want to tend to connect because of common ground. But 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 18 tells us, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership can righteousness have with wickedness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement can exist between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell with them and walk with, among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, 
come out from among them and be separated, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So be mindful based on the word of God, what relationship you establish with non-believers. It has nothing to do with common ground, but it has everything to do with common beliefs. And that's the word of God. Next, we move into that fourth dimension of the power over. And here again, this is one of those levels where you have to learn who you are in Christ Jesus. You learn your power over conditions, your power over issues, your power over situations, your power over problems, your power over circumstances. See, this is one of the hardest dimensions of power to put in the right perspective because when you, you have to give God complete control or complete power over your life, complete power over your life. You can't pick and choose oh, what elements that I want him to have power over and what elements you don't. You have to give it all to him. And then he gives you complete power to prevail, to conquer and have victory in your life. In every aspect of your life, whether the enemy care, want to or not, it, it, my life is not dependent on what the enemy or perps or anybody else want to do with it. It is in the hands of the almighty God. So I want to help us to solidify that thought with these scriptures, Luke, the ninth chapter. Um, and the first verse, which he said he called the 12 together. First he called 12, then he called the 72. But he called 12 together and he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. My healing is not based on what somebody wants to happen in my body. The devil is a liar. I claim renewed youth through Jesus Christ. Then there's 1 Corinthians 4.20. For the kingdom of God is not in word only, guys, but it is in power. So that is one of our birthrights being born into the kingdom of God, power. And then, of course, 2 Corinthians 10 and 14, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divine power for the destruction of of strongholds, those things that tries to hold me back, those things that try to get in my way, those things that try to block me, the devil is a liar. I trample over them because I have the power to, I have the power with, I have the power within me, I have the power over it, I have the power through Jesus Christ, not me, but the power through Jesus Christ. So in the beginning of the message, I said that power and authority we have been given in the spirit, in the spiritual realm operates to completely transform our natural conditions. 
the result of whatever power is going to be felt and it is going to be seen. Even if you don't completely see it or you're oblivious to the power source that there that is there, you're going to feel it and you're going to know it. For an example, you do not have to see the wires of electricity to know that power is contained within them. All you have to do is turn on the light and you will know the flow of power is working. You look at your life, the flow of power, what flow of power do you see moving in and out of your life? We want it to be the power of Jesus Christ. Understand there are many invisible sources of power operating in this world. However, for us as his children, we are given the power of Christ, the power of God through Christ Jesus. And he passed it on to us that we are supposed to be passing it on to those that we are um, connected to or divinely connected to as prophet, which proclaims the word of God, priest who leads in service and worship and teaching of the word and king to be that authoritarian ruler for the earthly jurisdiction for the kingdom of God. And we got some work to do on the king part of it. We get, we, we, we know the, 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 the priest part. We still work in and we want to work even more on our, our role as prophets because th those anointings are on us, all three of them. But we really want to start to move in that jurisdiction. So I want to leave this scripture with you, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work in us, in us, through us, okay, for us. You just add it on, add those prepositions in there. To be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations. Not only am I supposed to be uh, operating in this, but I'm supposed to be teaching my, the generations that come after me to operate, operate in it too, operate in that, that power too. For all generations forever and ever. So what are these powers? Well, let me name a few. I've already talked about the, the very common ones, but some of those that, and I, they're based on scriptures. And, and as I talk about, you know, more authority, I can go back and hand, give you these scriptures. But first, we're overcomers. So we have the power to overcome. What do we overcome? We overcome the weapons of the enemies, insults, assaults, uh, malicious lies, deceit, injuries, attacks. What is it? Uh, we overcome powerless situations. What else, else are, do we have the power to? We have the power to renew and be renewed through Christ Jesus. 
our minds, our strength, our joy, restoration, the power of restoration. Jesus restored hands. He restored relationships, um, possessions. God throughout the word where they, you know, had um, been taken in the exile. God said that he will restore them. So that is part of the power that we have, the power of restoration no matter whether it's uh, possessions or relationship, whatever it is that need to be restored, God has, has given us that power. Breakthrough, that's a big one because God really wants us to operate and move in the freedom that he has given us. It's a birthright. So we move in the freedom and we break yonder uh, uh, bondages and yokes and limitations, especially the limitations that's in our mind that cause us to shirk back when we should be pressing our way forward. Just like he told Moses, you know, point that rod and press your way. Get through that, that Red Sea. You keep moving. I am responsible for making sure that the Red Sea part, you just keep moving. And that's what he want us to do. So we want to break through those limitations. What else? We have the power of vitality, health, wellness, both natural and spiritual vitality. When, you know, the devil is a lie. You are not going to put depression on me. No, no, no. I have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Over helplessness and powerless situations, God is bigger than any condition. And so I want us, as we uh, are, are moving forward, and I encourage you, I hope that, that, that we are, um, as we move forward, we move forward in the power and the, and we'll talk about the authority next time, but we are moving forward, especially in these four dimensional powers that God has entrusted in our life. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.